Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome back. It's the final hour. Joe Beamer in for Tom Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Hope you're having a nice drive home from work, maybe a drive to work, maybe a walk down the stairs from work, depending, depending on what your office is, where your office is. Hopefully, it's a pleasant uh, trip home. 803-0930, Star 930 gets you on the show. We are talking about college. How do we make it cheaper? How are college loans affecting you? I also threw in something there about how I think math uh, is not necessary past basic math skills. We've had a little pushback on that, and I, I, I welcome that at 803-0930, Star 930. Um, also, I, I'm trying to get, and I understand a lot of the places that are doing this you know, are probably busy right now, um, but Sunday, bars, restaurants, you have any specials going on? You opening early? Are you a bar that didn't get certification to open early? Uh, why? 803-0930, star 930, uh, would, be, uh, would like to hear those calls as well. Let's go to John in Lancaster, who's been very patient. John, thanks for hanging on. How you doing? Well, so, first off, I want to comment about your, uh, your knowledge of math. I mean... I'll be honest with you. You know, you don't need a college degree to be a carpenter or a plumber or an electrician or a steam fitter. But if you don't have an intricate knowledge of mathematics, you aren't going to make it. For some people, math is very important. Now, I, I've got a degree. I've got an associate's degree in agriculture. I've been into contracting. And believe it or not, I actually use algebra and geometry in a lot of the work that I do. Now, John, you said a basic a, a basic knowledge of math. In, in your opinion, what is a basic knowledge of math? Uh, again, I say algebra. I say geometry. Uh, math in itself is is a method by which to solve problems. I mean, you say everyone carries a calculator, and that's true. But you got to know what to figure out. You know, I mean, just because you have a calculator in your pocket doesn't mean you can answer any questions. Well, no, and, and that's why I said I think basic math, so you know what to plug into the calculator. But I, I do think at a certain point, um, you know, again, if that's something you're interested in, maybe it could be offered. I don't think it's necessary for credits uh, throughout high school. But that, that's again, I, I I could be wrong. That's just off of one person's uh, experience. 
Well, another thing, too, is also we're talking about college education. You know, when, and when I was in, it's been 50 years, when I was in school, college, 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 everyone's going to college, you got to go to college. And they're doing such a great disservice to students right now because they're doing the same thing college, college, college. For what? I was in a contracting. I've had guys with master's degrees digging holes for me. You know, I mean, a master's in art history might sound really cool, but so what? It doesn't do nothing for you. Uh, uh, a guy I work with is all excited. His daughter's studying psychology. Why? She's going to come out at like almost $100,000 in debt with, with a degree in psychology. Um, they're pushing college way too much. I agree with the one caller who said that we got to go for the trade schools. Most of my friends run in the trades. And again, plumbers, carpenters, electricians, they did fantastic for themselves. I know a guy who barely, I mean, he's almost special ed going through high school. And he owns a company right now with 250 employees. Um, so college is not necessary for everyone. I think the trades are very important. As far as keeping college costs down, I think that's ridiculous right now. Uh, my first semester of college, all of my textbooks together cost $98. My daughter's a nurse. She had one textbook was over 600 bucks. Oh, wow. Um, it's, this is foolishness. I think, if anything, I think Congress or the Senate should get in there and investigate why college is costing so much. Because it's way up past inflation. It's obscene. Oh, yeah. And the kids are in there and they're coming out. They're in debt. They're never going to recover from. All right. Hey, John, like, yes, I, 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 I agree. I mean, I, I, it's, it's beyond inflation, and it's been that way. I mean, a $600 textbook is is ridiculous. Uh, John and Lancaster, I remember uh, in college, my freshman year, I bought a few textbooks. After that, um, I would just either you know find someone who had it. Me and the copier room were really good friends because I would use the copier to print my campaign ads when I ran for Senate in the student government, which I won, by the way, never lost an election. I, I, I have to brag about that every now and then. Never lost an election, just to let you know. Um, and I also would find someone who had the textbook, and I would print out pages from their textbook. So after freshman year, I rarely bought a textbook, and when I did, it was from one of those um, second-hand places, but I would find a book that was, you know, fifth or sixth-hand place, uh, so it was really cheap, sometimes without the cover. Um, textbook prices are just insane. And I can't imagine how many textbooks people need anymore when, you know, you can just get some of the stuff on your phone or on a tablet. Uh, but maybe maybe schools frown upon that. Let's go to Ken in the Falls. Ken, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Beamer. You sound like me when I was your age. I was young, dumb, stupid, and good-looking like you are, except for I lost elections. Oh, well, <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> this is the uh, this yeah, is the know, this is the great Ken Hamilton. Ken, thanks for calling in. I, I don't know how great I am, but thank you anyway. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm listening to you talking about the the lack of necessity for algebra, and I'm going to tell you. Algebra hasn't helped me a whole lot in my professional life, but it certainly has in my civic, civic life and understanding how to move legislations and resolutions through. Because what algebra is, is a, is a method of taking what you know and then measuring it about what you don't know and then using a formula of, well, what does the system say? how I can come to uh, arrive to some uh, 
rational, logical conclusion based upon the facts that are displayed out in front of me. And so, you know, through all of that method, and plus my job in the Navy was pretty much, you know, algebra, algebraically um, based. And so it allowed me, hey, here's something I did you didn't. You can win your elections. Have you ever stolen five ships? I hijacked five ships over over the radio on the air. Now, nah, I bet you haven't, but I have. And it was because of, you know, my ability to understand things based upon a systematic way of doing things. And so when you start to look at student debt and all of these other things, if you take algebra seriously, what you'll probably find is that most of what you're planning on doing to getting into this debt just ain't worth it. Well, yeah. I mean, that that is now, my thing on algebra, Ken, let me just say, I think it's just, you know, I'm a little bitter that I, I did fail algebra in my freshman year of high school. And, you know, I've been I've been hanging on to that for the last 20 years. Well, for me, I went to algebra also and throughout high school. I just I just never accomplished it. But when I went into the Navy and we had to take it again, I said, because I love words like you like words. I mean, you speak because you like words. And so now because I was a writer, I'm saying looking at the algebraic expressions, I'm saying, hey, wait a minute, hold on. This is more like a crossword puzzle just using numbers instead of words. And I found that once I took that perspective on it, of finding out what you do know and plugging in form uh, formatically what you don't know, that you can actually come up with the correct answers or something close to it. And so I was, you know, after I finished my algebra uh, homework, I made up things, <laughs> you know, because I thought it was a little much fun. <laughs> but no. If you, the whole idea of an education, and the Latin word is educate, which means to lead you uh, into a certain direction, is that algebra and math are the foundations of learning. Everything else is just ropes. You know, you, you do have the uh, equations that you have to remember and everything, but once you learn the system and start putting numbers through it, yeah, man, it's like it's like music to my ears. So, Ken, what do you think of you know the situation that so many Americans find themselves in with uh, uh, student loans just being ridiculous? The cost of college. How do we combat this? And is college oversold to too many? Well, who's selling it? The advisors in high school. Uh, yeah, it's it's the educational group. Everybody wants. You know, here's the funny part of it. Every educator wants to make more money, and yet they still went into education where the money wasn't, but they have strong unions that they can lobby through. For instance, now, when I ran for state senate in Buffalo, Niagara Falls, Grand Island, and Tonawanda, and that was the 57th district back then, uh, I had to deal with, because it was Buffalo, UB. And to look at the UB budget, because uh, the governor, Governor Pataki, had just uh, lowered the budgets of the SUNY system. And I looked at the how much did he reduce the uh, spending at SUNY and how much that they were planning on buying new furniture in a non-bid situation. <laughs> it's like, you know, come on, did the duck pond help anybody at UB learn anything? And so what happens is, is that all of this becomes a, um, a business. And the business is not necessarily about educating people. Your books cost what your books cost is because the professors themselves write it, and then they 
for their class, you have to buy a book that they either wrote or a friend of theirs wrote or, uh, or something. But the cost of the book and the scarcity that people are going to use that book, I mean, it's not like, you know, something that everybody's going to buy. It caused these things to go up, but it's still just a reflection of their, uh, you know, of their egos in a sense. And if you remember what George Bernard Shaw once said, he says, those who know how to do things do. Those who don't know how to do things, they teach. <laughs> and you, well, you're saying, what's his name? Uh, Rodney Dangerfield and Back to School, right? I can't say I've seen it. that movie, Ken. Oh, you got it. It's one of the greatest movies you can ever see about him going back to school as a as a multimillionaire who ran big and big and tall stores and listening to some guy who has never had a business in his life teaching him business. And then one thing he says, and you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this, and you got to get rid of the stuff, too. So there's the mob and you got to get friendly with them. <laughs> it's, just, it's one of the funniest movies I've ever heard. But. What he was pointing at so poignantly is that, yeah, the, he knew and understood business, and he's taking business because his kid was going to that school and he wanted to just get close to his kid, that the people who teach business, in many cases, if not most, never had a business. That's right. That's right. Hey, Ken, always great to hear from you. It was good seeing you uh, a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, at the uh, big soiree for the um, – <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo, uh, Buffalo Broadcasters Hall of Fame. It was good to see all of you over there. Now, yeah, good to see you. And Ken, don't be a stranger. We'll talk soon. Very good. Bye. Right. Oh, and thank you for your service, Ken. I, I, I wanted to mention that as well. Oh well, you're more than welcome. I love my country. I love my city. I'm having some questions about the state, though. Well, yeah, those, too many questions to fill this uh, this segment, Ken. Ken Hamilton <laughs> in Niagara Falls. Ken, thank you so much. You know, it's funny how you'll be. Um, persuaded to see to say things that are on the screen like i was just gonna say that's ken hamilton thanks for calling but tanner rightfully put where the caller's from put niagara falls and so i said ken hamilton in niagara falls because that's what the screen says but i just meant to say ken hamilton he doesn't need a location that was ken hamilton uh calling in i'm I'm so glad that he did uh like i said we saw uh each other last thursday or was that already two weeks ago two weeks ago at the buffalo broadcasters uh hall of fame dinner uh, great night, great evening. We saw our own Tim Wenger uh, in the Hall of Fame and Janet Snyder uh, in the Hall of Fame, among other uh, greats here in Western New York. It was it was a fun time, and I, I talked about this when I was in for David last week. But it, it, it's you know I've always been a media nerd, so you know I knew most of the people there or knew of them. Um, and it was just it was just really interesting. It was kind of you know. Uh, it was just interesting to, to, to see all these people and, you know, me being a fan of, of local media, just to be in the same room and to be able to talk with some of them. It was really nice. Uh, it was really nice. And, you know, I have no uh, beliefs that I'll ever be uh, at that level or ever be someone that, you know, people are walking around to see at something like that. It was just a, a nice enough experience to be there um, among so many uh, greats in this industry. So uh, it was. It was also great to see Ken Hamilton. hadn't seen him for a while. Eight hundred three zero nine thirty star nine thirty. That gets you on the show, and we are talking education. We're talking student loans. Uh, so far, and I'm guessing this is because most people uh, have have handled this in a adult, mature way. No one's really called in about how they have to rearrange their budget 
So that makes me believe that a lot of you were like uh, one of our previous callers who said they had been paying their loan through you know this whole thing, not thinking that the student loan forgiveness would actually go through. Um, and, and I'm guessing a lot of people who were in the situation with student loans um, have been paying it or have at least been saving it up. Um, so that's and that's good. Like I, I, I'm hoping that because you hear of all these these stores, uh, and Brian was talking about it this morning, Target and Best Buy saying, you know, our numbers are expected. And believe me, as someone who worked in retail, you live by those numbers. Oh, our, our number for the day is, you know, quote, you know, amount of money. And if you don't hit that number, oh, man, what did we do wrong? Uh, I don't know. Should we have someone with a sign out by the street to direct them into the store? Um, but those numbers are going to be lower. Those expected profit is going to be lower now because, well, the clientele that comes into your store is now, you know, the, the, the average person that walks into your store, if you're, you know, if you're that store, is going to be paying back their student loans. So they're going to have to cut back. Now, I, I disagree with Brian. He said, you know, you're not going to be able to get your rubber spatula. I actually think you might be selling more in the first week of cooking items um, if you're Target because people are going to realize I can't eat out every day. I need, you know, this money to pay back toward my loan. So I actually think that Target might benefit, at least for the first few weeks, from people buying things and then buying supplies. Like, I, I don't know where... You know, maybe in the electronic section of Target, they'll um, they'll take a hit. But I, I think, you know, stores like Target and grocery stores, I, I think, yeah, Best Buy will probably take a hit. Um, but your grocery stores, your Target, your Walmart, I think they might actually see a little bit of, of a bump, um, but just not in the departments maybe they've been seeing it. Because, again, the places that are going to take a hit are your Chipotle, right? Your Starbucks, your your popular takeout places. I think they're the ones that are going to suffer. Your pizzerias. Because now that extra money is going towards a loan. What's the first thing you think of cutting out, at least in the Beamer house, the first thing we think of cutting out is getting takeout. All right, we're going to cook at home now. And I think you're going to see a lot of that this month. And I think those are the places that are really going to have to uh, prepare for a little bit of a hit. I hope not, because I, I, I root for, uh, for business to thrive. 803-0930, star 930, back after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hey, hey, welcome back. It is the final segment. Beamer in for 
Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in today and listening. We always appreciate that. 803 star 930 gets you on the program. We've been talking about a bunch of stuff, and this is the final segment. So whatever we talked about today, if, if it came out of my mouth in the last three and a half hours, you can talk about it. 803 star 930 That means the Bills win. Um... Yesterday, Victory Monday, your plans for Sunday with the Bills playing at 9.30. Student, oh, the Buffalo News cutting 130 jobs now officially being printed out of Cleveland. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, you have student loan repayments starting back this month. How does that affect you? Your thoughts on college? Can we make college more affordable? Can we lessen the amount of credits? Can we get rid of electives? That's what I mean when I say uh Reduce the price of college. Let's make it a three years instead of four year. How about that? 803 star 930. Um, and businesses that are opening early on Sunday, are, you're doing a special Sunday. You want to get the word out. 803 star 930. I, I'm sure we will do this again um, this week as well. Let's go out to uh, Terry in Texas. Terry, uh, before we get to uh, what you want to talk about, how about those bills yesterday? Oh, man, never sat down, and as it were, it was a pretty special day all the way around. My uh, stepfather and my mother are officially Texas residents. They were able to break three of the chains of Illinois, and now they live in Lubbock. That's awesome. So all that being said, man, it was exciting. I think I was texting with my uncle. Um, He lives in Arizona, but he's been a Bills fan his entire life as well. I think we both agreed that this team just looks different. You know what I mean? And I know everybody says that every year. We're all crazy Bills fans. I got it. But something's just different with the run game, with the defense, the look on Josh Allen's face. You know, I've said a million times, that dude gets a look in his eyes sometimes, and and it does one of two things. It either makes you confident that they're fixing to win the game, or it makes you nervous that he's second-guessing himself because he looks looks scared. And I saw – excuse me. I saw a look of uh, determination on dude's face yesterday, really the whole team. It's solid performance all the way around. And, you know, after hearing the national media talk poorly about the Bills all week, uh, just to see that effort and that uh, beatdown is, is really what you could call it. That was, that was great, man. you got to love it. That's what makes being a Bills fan awesome. For sure, for sure. All right, Terry, uh, all this talk of uh, college, is it overhyped? Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on college and the cost and all that? My thing is, you know, I wanted to bring this up. I was in a I stopped Friday um, at a grocery store to grab me a couple of rewards for my hard day's work. Um, and the cashier, you know, remarked that they were jealous and they wished that, you know, they could go home and relax and have a beverage themselves. I was like, oh, man, well, what time do you get off? I don't get off till 11. I start at 6 a.m. I got to work two jobs. And so I told this individual, like, hey, I know some companies that are looking for people like me. I do heat and air conditioning. You know, you got to start out at the, at the ground without any formal education. Stepping stone to get you so where you don't have to work two jobs and, and, and work, you know, 20 hours a day or whatever. And they basically just were like, no, nah, I'm not into any of that. Well, that's fine, but you don't got to be like me. That's cool. But why would you want to work two jobs? making half the money that you could be making if you were an electrician or if you were an HVAC guy or a plumber. I mean, I've said it before, too, and and I'm not trying to brag. I'm just saying I don't know anybody in my field or anybody outside of my field that's still in a trade. 
that makes less than $75,000 a year. Most of them are really in the higher 90s. You know, the ones that really push it are over the 100000 mark. Uh, obviously, you're not going to start out like that as an apprentice or anything, but you got to, you know, get your foot in the door and start to learn so you can make them wages. I mean, I, I don't think just because you have a college degree, I mean, obviously for some fields you do, but I don't think just because you have a college degree, you come out of school and you're immediately making two, $200,000 a year, you know? So, no, for sure. And, and you know, I, I, I mean, and Terry, you know, like some of us, we, we love the job we do and we want to have a little extra fun money. We've got that, we've got that drive to maybe put in an uh, extra few hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like I said, I just feel like I'm not um, self-conscious about it. I'm, I'm good. I take care of my family. We're straight. You know what I mean? But I get comments sometimes when I'm working in large stores and people see me with my tools and they make stupid little remarks about, you know, a big one that I get is, ah, that looks like it sucks. And just to be kind of a D, you know, I respond with things like, well, I pays for my brand new house, my brand new truck, and all the vacations, or something to that effect. You know what I mean? And that usually shuts people up. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like people see you with tools in your hand and they automatically think that you're an idiot. I mean, I could even tie in the mask stuff. I was talking to a guy just yesterday, matter of fact. I use mask and, uh, Work every single day in some way, shape, or form. I usually want to make my picks, too. Um, and I do math on how much I lost when Patrick Mahomes decided he wanted to kneel down for Taylor Swift at the two-yard line. Everyone is talking Anyways. about that and how Patrick Mahomes didn't run into the end zone last night. That was so bad. I almost broke the can I had in my hand, but I was like, oh, well, it is what it is. They call gambling for a reason, I guess. But anyway, all that to, to say, I got a son right now. He's, he just started college this year, and I got another one who wants no part of school once he gets out of high school. He's already been plumbing for a while. Wasn't my idea. He just happened to you know, come up on an opportunity to work part-time during the summer, and he really, really likes it, and he sees the opportunities that you know, can be presented by you know, starting your own business or having a trade that you can travel. I could, I've been all over the country in my life. I've never had a problem finding a job anywhere. It always gets cold, it always gets hot, and there always has to be food kept frozen or cool. So, I mean, that to me is, is you know, the security there. Of course, there's some – I would rather have your job, to be honest with you. You know that. But this is what I got, so I'll make the best of it. You know what I mean? Hey, I – I hear you, Terry. I mean, you know, I le- as as you do know, I left this job for a few years, and let me tell you, uh, as soon as I left, I was itching to get back, and uh, I- I'm glad I'm glad I was given that opportunity. It's been awesome to hear you. You know what I mean? All, all the way from the first time you were solo up till now with your own show and everything like that. I mean, but you didn't just walk up in WBN or up to Tim Wanger and say, "Hey, man, I like to talk. Throw me on a mic." And, and you know what I mean? You got you got to crawl before you walk, and, and that's what you got to do in any field. I just, I just really don't understand why people just I, they just feel like if you're in a blue collar trade that you must be living a dismal life. Your trailer park's probably on an episode of Hoarders somewhere, and you can't find you know the keys to your '87 pickup. I, you know what I mean? I just don't I don't get it. And people even when they see me and I'm out and about and I'm dressed nice or whatever, they they happen upon my house or my truck. And they ask me what I do, and then they find out. It's almost like they're surprised, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, you can you can get that truck on on an HVAC guy's salary. That's stupid. You know what I mean? But like I said, it's it's. Uh, I wish more parents would talk to their kids about some of this stuff. But really, one of the biggest problems is I know I'm running long, but one of the biggest problems is, man, 
is dudes today don't know how to fix anything. So how the hell are they going to teach their kids to fix anything? You know, there's a big lack of just general knowledge about how to do stuff around the house. Hey, I'll throw myself in there. First time homeowner, and I'm having to do a lot of things myself because I don't want. It feels more. I feel more pride doing it myself than paying some other dude to come over. But man, you get. There's a lot there that you know people don't that they don't pass it down to their kids, and so it never even comes up to the kids as an option that they may could make a living using not only their minds but also you know some pretty cool tools and gadgets. Yeah, hey Terry, I am trying my best to uh, to to be more of a, a, a you know more handy. Uh, to I, I want to learn how to change my oil. I want to learn just to be able to fix things. And you know, 35 is a little late, but better late than never, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. YouTube is my unofficial yes. internet father. You One, know what I mean? 100%. Hey, Terry, appreciate the call. Uh, Terry in Texas, 803-0930, star 930. We've got a few more minutes here. I, I, and, and whatever you want to talk about, we'll talk about. Um, but, you know, that's another thing is I think a lot of people, um, a lot of kids getting out of high school have this just really – inflated view on reality. Maybe inflated is not the right word to use, um, but they, they, they don't live a hundred percent in the real world. And that's why I say, I think you need to be, you need to show kids, okay, here's the debt you're going to probably put yourself in. And then this is the average money you will make the first decade out of college. Because I think a lot of kids go into college and they think the minute they graduate, they're going to find a job that pays $90,000. Let me tell you, that is not reality. And I think that needs to be communicated better. You know, you might not make $90,000 until you're in your 50s. But a lot of these degrees, you think you're going to get out, graduate, and immediately be making close to six figures? That is not living in the real world. Especially if you're going to school with a four-year degree, very rare that you're going to get out and make close to four figures. You might make four figures. Close to six figures. I mean, I am 14 years removed from college and nowhere close to it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, And I think that needs to be uh, communicated. I don't think that's the kind of thing that you can just say, well, they're going to have to figure it out themselves. That's that's the wrong attitude at for, for someone just getting out of high school to say, well, they'll have to figure it out themselves. No, I think that guidance, you know, again, they call them guide, guidance counselors. I think that guidance is very necessary. Let Let children, let kids know, let the young adults know. You're not going to graduate on a Friday and be making $100,000 on Monday. That's very rare. There's very few careers. And entry-level jobs, newsflash, I know minimum wage might be going up. Entry-level jobs are paying less and less. Maybe thanks to minimum wage being uh, high. And again, we can get a whole discussion about that, but with... Uh, with minimum wage where it is, you have a lot of people staying at minimum wage a lot longer. So, you know, what, what is billed as such a great thing for the middle class, um, no, it's not. It's keeping people at a lower wage longer. But that's a different story for a different day. Um, 
But I, I, I do believe that if you just told young adults what they were, the average they were going to make the first decade out of college, you'd have a lot of people reconsidering. And maybe not reconsidering college, but reconsidering the, the field they want to go into. Let's go to Joanne in East Aurora. Uh, Joanne, you're a former school teacher. Yes, I taught career and financial management for uh, approximately 36 years. One of the issues I think is that, first of all, it's not mandated. I think every student in high school should take a half unit of career and financial management where you look at the careers, you look at how much it costs, what you're making. The other issue is, is that these kids go to college um, and a college is not for everyone. I think it's for selected students. And nobody sits down with these uh, poor kids and say, okay, you're going to take out a Stafford loan at $16,000. This is how much it's going to cost you per month. No one has talked about that. These kids are, um, a lot of these poor kids, they have no guidance. You know, the let's go to college, college, college. No one is sitting down and saying, just like this person ahead of me, you know, this is what you're going to make. I mean, you go to be a school teacher. Let's be honest. Teachers, you have to get your master's in five years. How much is that going to cost? You have to really look at the whole picture. And, um, you know, this course, Career and Financial Management, I was one of the people in New York State was an author of this curriculum. And this is one of the pieces that we teach in career and financial management. Not everybody is going to make $100,000 plus. There's so many kids that graduate from college, and because there's no jobs in that field, they can't get jobs. They're underemployed, and they've got all this debt because no one sat down and said this is how much it's going to cost them per month. Hey, Joanne, appreciate that perspective. Thank you so much for the call. Uh, let's go to Josh and Amherst. Josh is going to tell me that I was uh, completely wrong with what I just said. Josh, thanks for calling in. I, I don't want to say that you're completely wrong, but there are some things that I disagree with. And, and one, honestly, is that this kind of like uh, this rhetoric against, like, I think, formal education, I think, is used by a lot of people to rip on, namely humanities. I want to share personally that I graduated with a bachelor's in philosophy and I started out making $84,000 a year. That's great. And this is this is just kind of the industry that I went into. I'm just saying that in the past, there's been a lot of things, especially uh, with the uh, NCA or excuse me. The, uh, the, the National Act, uh, Center for the Arts has been attacked and attacked and attacked, and it's always been only pennies out of people's paychecks, but it's always been bashed just because it seems such like a frivolous thing. And it's so easy for people to make cases against humanities degrees. Um, and, and I think that this is kind of where it comes from, and I think it's honestly kind of antiquated. I, and, you know, I, 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 just to give some credit to your point as well, though, I do think that people have unrealistic expectations. The idea of college in this country has been built up to a, a, a point of irresponsibility on the enlistees for it. And also that your career should be the only place that you make money from, where there's so many different ways that you can make money as well. And that is sorely lacking. And I think that only serves to feed into this inflated importance of college. Hey, Josh, appreciate the call. Josh in Amherst. Uh, I, I got to get to something before we get out of here. I, I wanted to get to this opinion piece in the Washington Post that I thought was just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but I'm going to save it. I'm going to put it on the back burner because it's something I want to mention. So I don't want to put it out there because I want to be able to, to talk about it maybe tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. on BMAS and Beamer. Uh, maybe not. Also, 
uh, yesterday. I, I, I hate to I hate to call this out. Yesterday at 10:30, I had a guest not call on Hardline, which is fine. Sundays things come up. I get it. Was really disappointed, and it was going to be such a very interesting topic talking about how our politicians are getting older. Right, it, people are staying in their Senate or congressional seat longer than ever before um, into their late 80s. It was something we were going to get into. I'm hoping I can reschedule that guest because uh, I I thought it would be a very interesting conversation. And unfortunately, I I went back to the email. I don't think it was a miscommunication on my part. Um, But if it was, I apologize. Uh, But that would have been uh, been a good conversation. I just, I I hate, hate when it doesn't work out. But again, I do understand. I I'm thankful for anyone that will agree to come on a Sunday show. Like, I understand Sunday's day off. So I'm always thankful for our guests on Sunday mornings. Uh, but that one, uh, that one just kind of stunk, right? Um, but again, completely understand if something came up. I uh, don't want to make anyone feel bad for not coming on the show. Uh, I want to thank everyone who called. I mean, I did not think the student loan thing would go three hours, and it did, thanks to you. Um, so I thank you for the calls, the text. If I didn't get to you, I'm sorry. Um, Tom is back tomorrow at 2, so tomorrow you'll have the lineup that you know and love, starting with Susan and Brian in the morning, Brian and I, 9 to 10, David, 10 to 2, and Tom, 2 to 6. Coming up next, Tom Puckett has his evening news. I hope you have a great evening again. If you can spend a few moments outside, do it. You got four days, well, including today, so you really have three days and a night Uh, left of this really nice weather uh, before at least a week of 60 and below. So go out, enjoy it. I'll talk with you tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Tom Puckett is up next. See you at 9 on WBEN. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.